You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for being here. The guys of PBS Home Improvement Show, This Old House, have been in Michigan for months working to rehab houses right here in Detroit. Now, they're branching out to Flint to see what local officials there are doing to address that city's water crisis. Richard uh, Trithrui, uh, the show's plumbing and heating expert, went to Flint with a film crew. He spoke with investigative journalist Kurt Guyette, who broke the story of the lead-tainted drinking water while working for the ACLU of Michigan. Trithrui also visited the Flint water treatment plant and filmed a work crew replacing a lead-tainted pipe leading from the street to a Flint home while discussing the pipe replacement program with the coordinator of the city's fast start program, which is replacing all lead tainted service pipes in the city. I'm joined now by Richard Twithrui, uh, this old house plumbing and heating as- expert. Richard, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Nice to be with you this morning, Steve. Absolutely. Uh, very interesting that you guys are uh, up in Flint taking a look at uh, what's going on there. Tell me tell me what you saw and, and put it in the context for me of uh, some of the other things you guys see. I mean, you guys go all over the country uh, yeah. doing these kinds well, of in projects. Well, ca- in the case of Flint, you know, the, this is, we, we think that the country's worst plumbing disaster, it's sort of, everybody knows the word Flint and they know water and it'll be forever linked. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to come in and understand what happened, really. You know, not not who and why, but what happened. And so uh, we we started with a sort of a stand-up at the Flint River and saying, you know, that um, Flint used to get their water from Detroit. And when we were there, what I did is I brought up a sample of, of, of a sample of an old plumbing pipe. And on inside of everybody's piping systems, people don't realize there's a coating of of uh, calcium and magnesium and minerals that sort of line the inside of all water piping and so that um, it really insulates the water from touching the pipe material itself. And when Flint decided to stop getting the water from Detroit and then used um, the water from the Flint River, right. what, what, what Detroit had done was add a corrosion-inhibiting chemical, and Flint didn't. And so what happened is that water that was passing through actually became aggressive or really corrosive to eat that lining. And so all of a sudden, those lead pipes, that and these lead pipes, by the way, are only, mostly they exist from the street into someone's house. Into the and it house, would be though. only in houses that were built up to 1935 or so. So um, so we we went out, we went, we met Kurt, as you mentioned, we met Kurt Goyette, who really broke this story and uh, originally, and... Uh, and then we went to the Flint Water Treatment Plant, which is now abandoned. And then finally, we went to uh, a local site, and we uh, we we met uh, Michael, retired General Michael McDaniel, who is in charge of this uh, water changing all the water mains. And that is a, no small task. There's still eighteen thousand of them to be done. I think eighteen to twenty thousand of them. Still, yes. the records are unclear about how many have to be done. And what happened, Stephen, is we we were there to see this this really cool machine that allows you to not have to trench your entire front yard. You know, you can actually go into the house and, and when it, we pulled out the old lead water main mm-hmm. and cut it open, it's as if somebody had been in there cleaning it with a wire brush so that the lead was glistening clean. There was no coating on the inside oh, to really wow. let us show the viewers clean, clearly what, what the effect of this corrosive water was. Right. 
Right. Uh, corrosive water is, is, is something that, uh, you know, we, we deal with here in Washington, in uh, Michigan. Um, in fact, the Flint River is not the most polluted uh, 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 drinking source that we have here in yeah. the state of Michigan. But but talk about sort of nationwide when you guys uh, are, are in other communities. Do you ever see this kind of this kind of problem sort of rear its head. I mean, obviously not in this way, but but the idea of lead service lines is not is not unusual. It's not it's not right. Uh, the, the lead lead service lines still exist into houses, you know, built anything up be, up to the 1930s and and even into the 40s a little bit. And nobody, you know, says, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rip up my front yard and change it out." You know, usually, particularly if a house hasn't changed hands nowadays with home inspectors and everything else, they many people don't even know they have a lead water line coming into the house, um, and they wouldn't think twice about it. And if it was, if the water chemistry was good, the the lead water piping is not really touching the water, as I mentioned. It's it's only when you just play with the water chemistry where it becomes aggressive. Yeah. We've seen different water water qualities all over this country. We in the in the Southwest, where they get their water from the Colorado, you know they've they've got such minerals in the water that it you know makes water heaters go south and uh, in no time, and uh, the water's often rusty and sort of not doesn't taste all that well. Yeah, yeah. We, we've always tried to chase this water story, actually. Yeah. Uh, what did you What did you think of uh, Flint more generally? I mean, you guys work do work in lots of communities. Uh, around the country, you're doing this work now in Detroit, which is a little unusual. Uh, yeah. but, but what did you think of Flint? Uh, I was only there for the the excuse me the one day, and um, started in the downtown district and saw that you know, you Michigan was there, and mm-hmm. it was a, a great little town. You could see, uh, you know, when the like like all these t- towns that had good solid industrial bases, you know, they they were built well and and everything else, and then. Um, you know, there's, there's, you can you can clearly see that uh, a lot of the industry is no, you know, a lot of the auto plants are not there anymore. So, um, you know, it's a challenge to keep those buildings maintained and, yeah. and uh, viable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the work that you guys are doing uh, here in Michigan, we should note, uh, is going to air on March 30th uh, when when uh, the new season uh, sort of kicks off for for right. this old house. Uh, talk about the things that you've seen here in, in Michigan and in Detroit and, and Flint. Well, um, we, we we really loved it. You know, we we talked about coming to Detroit, and it was like, okay, we're going to be in Detroit, and then, oh, we're going to film it into the fall and into the winter. And, you know, you know, as jokingly, we said, okay, now, go into Michigan and Detroit, I mean, in the, in December. <laughs> you, know, right. can we get, you know, we've been to other great warm weather climates, but <clears throat> what we found there was a far more fascinating story than I ever imagined. You know, Detroit was car king, and we saw this housing stock that is in all of greater Detroit mm-hmm. that really represented the best middle class probably that has ever existed in the United States, meaning th- those houses were all built when the car was growing and king and yes. uh, the American car. And then, you know, we saw this artisanship on these brick houses with stained glass windows and all this stuff so it was a it was fascinating for us and then the downtown detroit district itself is just spectacular so we we fell in love with it and uh, i think the stories that we we did 
um, will be excellent. I, I really do. I got I got a chance to go to do the uh, Motown Museum. They gave me the story because I have the worst voice, I think. But uh, <laughs> I got to sing "My Girl," and uh, I met Barry. We interviewed Barry Gordy's niece, and uh, yeah, you know, That's a cool so place. telling the stories of um, the whole Motown sound. It was great. It really. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed is, every bit of the you know every bit of our visits there. Yeah, uh, this There's is also an unbelievable pride and spirit. I'm, I'm, I must talk to that for a second if I can, and that is you know Go we ahead. get in there doing a couple of different projects, and once sort of people heard in the Detroit area through social media and through the press that we were there, there were many many people that were so happy to have us come and do a good story about Detroit that they actually came and offered up time and services to help our homeowners who were trying to do it on their own. I heard about and that. And it yeah. it was unbelievable. It was just this power of people, and we just were blown away. But I think it's also the pride of uh, people that are from Detroit and want this place to come back to where it once was. Yeah, uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, my guest is uh, Richard Trithui. He is uh, the This Old House plumbing and heating expert. Uh, this Old House has been here in Detroit working on uh, houses in this area. They went to Flint recently to take a look at the replacement of lead-tainted service lines going into people's homes there. Uh, let's go to Jeff in Gross Point. Jeff. Welcome to Detroit. Hey, good morning, Steve. Hey, Great Jeff. show. Thank you. I was just wondering if he had a comment pretty much so on what occurred with GMs as far as Flint. I mean, in 2009, that's when they, I mean, in 2014, September of 2014, that's when they noticed that their engine parts were beginning to right. rust or right. have rashes on them. Yeah. Can yeah. you speak to that and how they should have known that that was occurring with the pipes as well? Yeah, Richard, uh, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that story, but uh, General Motors, of course, has still uh, got plants in uh, in Flint, and they were using yeah. that water too. They noticed very early that there was something not right about the water was rusting out engine parts. Uh, that I mean, that's sort of uh, that's sort of uh, something uh, that you could see in other in other communities. I would imagine. Well, all I can say is I'm no I'm no chemist, but uh, you know. Any recipe is only good as the ingredients you put into it, and so if if the water chemistry changed and I, and it wasn't treated, I'm sure it would have a similar effect on any metal. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, I I don't want to. We also want to do this story and not not do any finger pointing about who did what to who. It was just sure. a question of reporting the stories, just the facts as we could understand them. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think um, that'll be important for your audience to to, yeah. to see that uh, this is part of the Michigan story. Right. All right, uh, Richard Fathui, uh, this old house plumbing and heating expert. Thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit it, today. It was great being with you. Absolutely, we'll, we'll look, look forward, forward to getting back to Detroit soon. Yeah, we'll look forward to uh, the debut of. Uh, those Michigan stories on this old house in March. Uh, all right, up next, we're going to hear from Bridge Magazine reporter Chastity Pratt Dossie about troubling new information regarding the Legionnaires related deaths from Flint, uh, also possibly connected to this ongoing water crisis. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 